Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right. Well, across Canada, journalism programs at multiple post-secondary schools have had to close down or pause student intake to modify their curriculum due to low enrollment levels. CKNW intern and BCIT journalism student Leah Andres spoke to industry professionals about why this is occurring. Communicating information to the public via video, audio, or print can all be linked back to a certain area of study, journalism. And whether it be daily community updates or reporting from the front lines overseas, all of it is still important. So when I learned that journalism programs across Canada are shutting down due to low enrollments, I found myself asking, how could this be? Consuming news has drastically changed in just a short number of years. Now more than ever, people are finding their news from social media in bite-sized forms on platforms such as TikTok and X, formerly known as Twitter. More traditional forms of journalism are becoming less consumed, like tuning in to the 6 o'clock news and listening to the radio. Additionally, with Bill C-18 blocking news outlets from posting on meta platforms, it's even more challenging for verified news to reach audiences. Loyalist College in Ontario was home to one of the journalism programs that had to close its doors due to low enrollment. Marissa Dragani is a TV and radio professor at Loyalist who explains that their program was anything but outdated. And the reason for shutting down is more to do with a lack of knowledge of what a journalist actually does. We didn't close because we weren't innovative and we weren't modern. We closed because of... I think a number of things. Number one, the job of a journalist is not modeled for kids anywhere. Kids don't know what journalism is. Parents cut cable. There's no more appointment television. There's no newspaper coming to the front door. Kids don't understand what a journalist does. They don't watch a TV newscast. Consuming news is an extremely private thing. You consume on your phone. And that's it. You ask a kid to, to make a, a choice of what they're seeing on TikTok is with, with a critical eye to question, where does this video from the Ukraine war come from? Who's putting this out there? Is this verified? Is this real? Is it, or is this from 20 years ago? They can't do that. They can't look at branded content and understand that that's advertising and that that's not journalism. And I should also add that as a recruitment tool, we would go into high school and do media literacy to try and get students excited about journalism. So I don't know what more we could have done, and I I really commend Loyalist College for keeping the program open as long as it did with such low enrollment, because I joined in 2012, and enrollment was a struggle. 
Here in Metro Vancouver, the British Columbia Institute of Technology is home to its own broadcast and online journalism program, one that sees graduates each year get into the professional field. While the program hasn't needed to shut down or pause intake to modify curriculum, it still hasn't been safe from the low enrollment bug. This semester's first year class is nearly half the size of the previous two years. So how can programs around the country keep students curious about journalism? Daniel Getz is the Associate Dean of Broadcast Communications at BCIT and says the answer could lie in how these programs are presented and promoted to the public. While journalism is in the title, the learning takeaways can be used in careers such as PR, marketing and communications. I mean, yes, we teach journalism. Um, but the techniques that we teach do not only equip uh, graduates to go out and work in newsrooms in the traditional sense. Uh, and so I think that uh, we need to start uh, allowing people to think of us more as a training ground for storytellers rather than just out-and-out -out traditional straight-laced journalists. Uh, but it's also in what are we calling ourselves? Is broadcast and online journalism the right name for our program in 2024 and beyond? Those are the kinds of conversations uh, we are having now. I'm sure it's the kinds of conversations that journalism programs are having right across the country and around the world. We provide the foundational skills for careers in all sorts of different areas uh, reflected in you know, what we call our programs in the future. The world is always changing, which means the ways that journalists and storytellers alike inform their audiences will need to change too. One thing that won't change is that these professions are needed, and our society will always need journalists to tell the stories of tomorrow. Daniel sums it up pretty nicely in a few sentences. Journalism is important now and in the future because it is a key pillar of our democracy. Citizens need to be empowered to make decisions about the world around them, about their lives, about their daily business. And the only way they can be empowered to do that is with information. And information comes from storytelling, journalism, newsrooms, organizations that deal in fact and truth and not misinformation. And that's why I think journalism is always going to be an important part of our society. For 980 CKNW, I'm Aliyah Andres.